Hello and welcome to ROI, Relevant or Irrelevant, the radio show where events of history are examined through the discussions of books, journal articles, papers, and presentations. Then historians and history buffs ask the question, what is relevant or irrelevant in today's world? My name is John Keeley and this is the podcast segment of the show that is not broadcast on station KALA. Our guest for the 464th show is Jackie Byrne, founder of Flex School, and Brett Menard, Flex School history teacher and many times history buff on our ROI show. And they will be talking to us about Flex School, serving neurodiverse students. Our history buff today is the one and only Rick Sweet. Rick, since I gave it to you the first time uh, in the first part of the show, I'll give it to you now. Uh, the question's yours. <laughs> Thank you, John. Do I get to add uh, by email my evaluation of uh, Brett? <laughs> you already sent it. You hit the bottom of the I button know, accidentally. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jackie, uh, you've got uh, graduates that have gone on to college and uh, advanced study tech schools, whatever. How do they perform in their next level of education, uh, college or tech school? So everybody's on a different journey and, and has a different time frame. So we really try to look at whether students can advocate for themselves and whether they can meet deadlines. And that's really where the dividing line is because even if you need accommodations when you get to college, if you can advocate for yourself, then you're fine because every school has support. If you can't advocate for yourself and you can't meet any deadlines, you're going to need support where they come to find you. And that is that usually means a separate program. Um, most of our students go to colleges without a program, but maybe a smaller school with a good support program if they do need it or if they need it for freshman year. Are they successful? Are the they doing all well? That, that question. Oh, yes, for the most part. Now, COVID has really thrown some sure. for a loop and sure. some left high school and went off to college and, and were locked in a dorm room. You know, that was a very difficult transition for some of the kids. That was a difficult um, transition for a lot of the kids all across this nation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think that because we're so small, one of people's biggest concerns is how do you go from a, a, you know, a class with eight students or 10 students in high school to a university with 15,000 students? And our students struggle a little bit in the large, um, the large lecture classes because they're used to being able to talk through classes and they can speak instead of taking notes constantly, for example. And so those they tend to take a little bit of time to get adjusted to. The seminars that kids have in college are really easy because the kids have been having debates and, and discussions um, with faculty members since they got to the school. And so those tend to be an easy fit and the lectures tend to be a little bit tougher. Okay. Um, when you're setting up, let's go back to um, Brett here, because uh, as educators, of course, um, you have lesson plans. Now, obviously that with different students, it is definitely going to go down a um, um, different pattern and different courses. But how different it was that setting up your lesson plans 
in uh, flex school than it was like when you taught uh, in the public schools? So in flex school, um, when a student comes to us, they have a learning profile. That's part of our intake. Uh, So I look at the learning profiles of the various students in the class, and that helps me figure out what type of instruction am I going to be delivering and what type of assignments am I going to ask for. So all of our students um, eventually will need to write um, at, to, to just do various um, you know, college classes, but a lot of them come in very writing resistant. So sometimes um, I'll have um, oral assessments versus written ones. Sometimes uh, we do a lot of uh, technology assist, so talk to text. Um, If I have students, depending on the content area, if I have students who are particularly interested in one topic, then I can build the instruction around that. So in English uh, this year, uh, we're looking at the hero's journey and the kids were heavy into sci-fi and fantasy. So, okay, we aren't going to read Dickens or um, Shakespeare. We're gonna read Orson Scott Card. And so we can come at it from that level. And because we have such small classes, uh, we real, we can afford to to change those types of resources. So if I was when I was teaching uh, in the public schools, you had you know two or three books you could choose from because that's what the district had class sets of. And in this case, if you know kids have an interest, we can lean in and we can buy you know, eight copies of a book that would better suit their interests, but still get the same uh, content ideas across. Okay. Rick? Yeah, uh, Jackie and uh, Brett, uh, how transferable is this instruction model to the outside world beyond uh, uh, New Jersey and New York? Uh, and the internet how transferable is this model to address these kind of students unique students i I think it's extremely transferable and you know we have a student in india who goes to school till three in the morning because that's the way he likes it but um so if it can work here and it can work elsewhere in the world i think that already speaks to um to some of the transferability, but I, I think there's some things um, that we've discovered that would be great for everyone. And things like if you miss a deadline, you get support instead of a penalty. If those penalties cause a lot of anxiety and sure. if somebody's missing a deadline, we assume that they were struggling with something and we just have to help them figure out what that is 
And so things like that that are quite different from the way things are done in other schools really help our students a tremendous amount. And so those kinds of things are really transferable. The model itself could work in a lot of different ways. Are you promoting it? Are you promoting this model uh, throughout the uh, at least the country, if not the world? So we promote the online campus, the cloud campus um, around the United States. We don't currently advertise around the world because um, outside of Canada, mainly there's very little recognition of special needs students um, and gifted students aren't, you know, if they don't produce, they're not considered smart. And so it's a, a very different, we have to do a lot of education around you know, who these kids are and, and why it might be worth recognizing it before we could ever get to talk about flex school. Well, and so you have kind of two, two sides of things. So you have the model and you have the techniques, you have the, the individual techniques and the model is hard for, um, a public school to to adopt. So you you would be hard pressed to find any legislature willing to fund education uh, at a level to allow you to have um, most students in uh, classes with single digit student numbers. So that side of thing um, doesn't transfer very well, but. Um, ideas like how do you provide um, executive function support? So executive function is all of the organizational skills, all of the task initiation, um, and that's something that uh, almost all of our students at Flex struggle with. So if we if we can figure out good techniques for that, then we can present about them at conferences and help get the word out there because what most gifted and special ed students, uh, special ed teachers will tell you is that things that are good for our kids tend to just be good for kids universally. Brett, is the, the, the resistance of legislators uh, and legislatures because they're ignorant as to the uniqueness of these kids and the the fact that some of what you're doing for these unique kids would be helpful for all kids uh, not to mention any states uh iowa but go on no i'm trying to, i'm trying to avoid <laughs> the state of iowa in my i can say iowa can't i this is a podcast yes this so is the podcast i can say a, this is the no, freedom that we I long just, <laughs> is, is that well, actually you, you have the bell and blank center at uh, University yeah. of Iowa, which has done a lot of really wonderful work, and they're increasing the work that they're doing um, for twice exceptional students. So, um, so Iowa is actually in, in better shape than than many uh, than many states. Oh, they let my yeah. co-host Jay Swords into that program, so I'm always kind of questionable how good they really are. Uh, no. So, <laughs> to, to answer your question, Rick. Some of our solutions are for how to serve the needs of these students are low cost and can be pretty easy, easily implemented anywhere. So 
are procedures that we have to help with organization or um, things that we can do. There, there's no inherent reason why a kid who needs to get up and pace can't do that in the back of the classroom. Because if he's in the back of the classroom, then it's not bothering the other students. Um, right. The the other some of the other stuff we do is just horrendously resource intensive, um, and legislatures are legislators will tell you there's never enough money to fund all of the things they want to fund, and so. Um, that's what prevents some of this from being adopted in a more widespread fashion. So let's cut taxes in Iowa to the tune of $1.9 billion. That, that makes sense to me. Uh, you know, and I'm uh, glad you weren't going to mention Iowa, and you didn't this whole show. I'm very impressed, Rick. Uh, this is a we can be brutal. <laughs> yes, we are. Although, to be fair, our friends up in Minnesota just had a proposal in the Minneapolis school district for um, class sizes of 35 to 40. So, uh, it, this is the podcast. Wow. We don't have to be fair. Um, it's we, not a, uh, <laughs> an Iowa exclusive issue. No, this is a national plague without a doubt. Yes. We would yes. like to thank our guests for the 464th show, Jackie Byrne, founder of Flex School, and Brett Menard, Flex School history teacher, who talked to us about Flex School, serving neurodiverse students. The history buff for today's show was Rick Sweet. You can listen to ROIs. It's being broadcast on Friday nights on KALA HD2, 88.5 and 106.1 FM in the Quad City region at 9.30 p.m. You can also listen to the show as it's being broadcast on TuneIn.com. Put KALA HD2 in the search box and look for ROI. Many of our previously recorded shows can be heard on SoundCloud.com. Just put KALA Radio in the search. Click on the first icon and scroll down to find ROI shows. You can also find ROI on all your favorite streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. ROI is recorded at station KALA, St. Ambrose University.